Guys, welcome back to the Property Pod. You're easy to listen to, an accessible way into the property market. I am Aaron, your host, and I'm joined by Pat, who's proudly making fun of me for getting the intro right. From I think the I'm third excited. Time. You got it right, Ed. I We're did get good. it right. Yeah. yeah. For everybody out there, we'll make a blooper reel one day, and you'll hear <laughs> how hard I find it to say accessible and easy to listen to in, <laughs> in the proper and order. repercussion. And repercussion, oh yeah. See, I shouldn't make fun of you because if you make a blooper reel, I'm going to look like the bigger idiot out of the two of us. So. Yeah, well, I do have the power to make you look like a mega fool, so <laughs> play nice. I think we've been able, I think I'm managing less ums and ahs these days. Yeah, so look, I will say. You, you, could, you could have a solid hour of just me going, mm, uh, like about a series of dad noises, basically. Did, did you, anyone dad ever noises. see that um, the dad, it was pre-COVID, but the dad had recorded the sounds of his baby and he turned it into ACDC Thunderstruck? So like no, the goos and the go. No, but now I want to. I'll find that's it and I'll post excellent. it in the show notes and stuff. But Obviously, with a newborn, that's why it was sent to you. Yeah, and they said, <laughs> oh, I imagine this is something you would do. And when I was like, oh, yeah, it is something I would do. But yeah, like the, yeah, the But it'd be more a uh, John Williams anthem from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think of that. Oh, damn. Yeah. Oh, well, there won't be any real estate stuff done this week. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Pat. I've got a new project. Really busy. Um, speaking of projects, last week's episode we went into the seven dating or the speed dating, seven second rule kind of thing, and that inspired you to go and write an ebook, Pat. Sure did, and mm. it's now available for download, so shout out if you want a copy of it. Yeah, no, I thought it was really cool. Kind of, it, it was a good jumping off point, and then you've kind of decided, like, oh, I'm going to fiddle around with this, and, and you thought, you're like, rather than it just be an audio format and video format, now some people can read up on what you think about speed dating. Because my knowledge of it is so great because I've never done it. <laughs> the, gu- sure. the guy who got married way before the rest of us. and Yeah, actually dating never would have been a thing. Like the idea of meeting someone on the internet back then. Didn't exist. Ooh, it would have been scary. Yeah. yeah. You did like the old-fashioned way. It's like when I talked to Parker about the time before the internet. He's like, that doesn't exist. That doesn't exist, Dad. <laughs> what, what are you, are you talking about? about? It's, it's always existed. <laughs> or when you explained to him that you could only watch your favourite show at four o'clock or the scheduled time that it was on the TV. Yeah, like, so... No, Dad, you just turn it on and hit play. I'm like, no, you don't, mate. Funnily enough, at the moment I've got a group of friends or a few of them, because um, they were in isolation and they couldn't see each other or catch up, they all decided... Do you remember when Blue Healers used to be on at 8.30 on a Wednesday night every week? Like yep. That was the time you had to watch Blue Healers. Well, they started watching Blue Healers. They've late. gone right back to the start from episode one and now they're up to like episode nine or ten. But you can't like jump ahead. You just have to wait till Wednesday at 8.30. 8:30. And, you, <laughs> and you put on Blue Healers and you watch it all together. And so then afterwards you'll talk about the episode. Oh, how good was Senior Sergeant Croydon last night? <laughs> oh, that Maggie Doyle. She's a go-getter. God, I remember the, the most painful time slot for me was the uh, 8.30 in the morning because usually the best show on the Cartoon Network started at 8.30. And so I'd be trying to watch it and push it as close as I could before I had to run out the door to get to school. Um, and, of course, then they had to do the videotape. So oh, yeah. I'd be trying to set the time um, and make sure that I could record that episode on that same videotape. Um, I think one of the most difficult ones was the first time. It was sa- <laughs> one of them was, um, uh, was Sailor Moon and... Um, Dragon Ball Z, the first the first time that ever came out, I was wrapped. But Good. then I realised what happened with Dragon Ball Z. I got over it. Is nothing happens. 
It's like 50 episodes of them just going, I've got more power. Yeah, don't they just stand there and power up for the whole that's episode? Right. And yeah, like, it was, that's, yeah. It was this ultimate build up and it just, uh, I just gave up on it. I know it's way off topic and we're in a wormhole here, but have I ever told you guys about the, um, when my dad used to tape VHSs on, like movies on TV, you know, how he used to cut out the commercials? Yeah. Yeah. So my dad used to watch the movies and like pre-decide whether I could watch them. So to tell the story, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Yep. You know the scene where him and Courtney Cox finally sleep together and all the animals start... Um, in the jungle comes yeah. on in the song. Yeah. Okay, mm. so in the version of Ace Ventura I saw... Ace never slept with Courtney Cox. He paused it he out. He paused that out. So, oh, no. And another one, True Lies, the yeah. dance that Jamie Lee Curtis does for um, Arnie. Yeah, yeah, Arnie. That never happened. Jamie Lee Curtis went never into happened. the building. Next thing you know, she's getting thrown in the back of a van. So dad would censor the movies on TV. So it wasn't until <laughs> I was like 20 and I'm watching a DVD copy of um, True Lies. I'm like, oh, what is this? Director's cut? <laughs> and I was just blown away. So... The age of the VHS. I know this has got nothing to do with real estate, but yeah, I used to get censored versions from old man of so movies. So he's taking stuff. an M15 movie and turning it into a PG yeah. movie for you. So now sometimes when I'm going back and watching old movies, I'm like, geez, I hope this has got a dad edit. Like if I know <laughs> that I had it on VHS recorded off TV, like there could be sex scenes in the Mighty Ducks. I don't know. There's not, by the way. It's good for kids. <laughs> yeah, but if there were. Sorry, I'm on a tangent today because we are going to be talking a little bit of finance stuff. And He's trying to get his, his words in yeah. quick. I'm trying to pat it out now because I don't know much. <laughs> I know not much about real estate, but I know even less about finance. But yeah. what we will do is we've got Andrew Leggett, who's a friend of the show. We'll get him on the Zoom call and mm. we'll discuss kind of what's happening in the new world. Sounds good. You Let's guys are happy it. with that? Oh, I love the plan. All right, Let's we'll be it. back in a minute. You won't hear much from me. <laughs> 414 Real Estate has been operating within the northern suburbs of Hobart since 2006. With their innovative approach to marketing and managing your property, they have all your property needs covered. Find out more by visiting them today at 414.com.au. All right, guys, as we mentioned before, we have a friend of the podcast back on the show today. We uh, spoke to him a while back. The world was a different place when we spoke to our good friend, Andrew Leggett from Rams, and he's been kind enough to join us today on the show. Andrew, are you there? I'm here. Thanks for having me, guys. Not a problem, mate. Always a pleasure. We, we actually, just for everybody, we, we haven't mentioned this yet, but we were going to record yesterday, um, but we got a text from Johnny Mac saying, oh, boys, I am going to the dentist. Can you um, just fluff for me? <laughs> Yeah. He said, oh, well, let's just call Leggett and get him to be the John McGregor for that day. Well, we've, yeah, both, got, right. we've both got equal beards, brother, so it would have worked fine. COVID beard. <laughs> Speaking of COVID beards, how have, you, uh, how have you gone through the pandemic? How's everything kind of fared for you and the family? And uh, it's been, Look, it's been a little bit challenging, uh, but we're definitely out on the other side now. So kids are oh. back at school. I'm back at work um, five and a half days a week, which is good. Uh, working from home was... Definitely not my thing. I hate it working from home. It was absolute bullshit. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> so you, you like being on the, in the office and on the road, do you like it as well? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yep. I have been locked in the house with my kids. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> having kids, no one had bloody gone through COVID when they said that to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Now it's challenging, you know, you're jumping on um, Zoom meetings and WebExes and you, you've got your youngest child asking for snacks at nine o'clock in the morning. 
yeah. Is it three you've got, Andrew? Yeah, yeah, I've got three girls. What are they? What are their ages? Uh, so the eldest just turned nine, uh, a four-year-old and two-year-old. So you were doing the homeschooling stuff while it was all going down? Yeah, for two of them, yep. How did it feel being a teacher and a finance broker? Uh, well, particularly with Stella, the eldest, I was sort of going through the modules and scratching my head thinking, I need to learn this before <laughs> yeah. I can teach it. <laughs> That's like me back in the day when I was a teacher. I'd be scratching my head at night time trying to work out what I was trying to explain the, the next day. day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the plan kind of today is we reached out to you to kind of just get a feel for um, the financial side of things now that um, that COVID's hit and there's kind of buyers out there and sellers, or I guess the world's kind of getting back to normal. Um, yeah. I guess what we were really interested in finding out is with everything that's happened over the last sort of, you know, three or four months, has it made a huge difference to how people can borrow money, buy homes? Is it even possible for a first home buyer to get a loan these days or is it the banks really tightened up? Like what is the, the sort of situation in the finance world, I guess, when it comes to first home buyers and people trying to lend to purchase property? Look, there was definitely a degree of, of tightening. Uh, with lending guidelines and policies. Um, I wouldn't say that it's impossible for a first-home buyer to be getting a loan, uh, but it's just it's, it's something that's moving every day. So we've been dealing with um, JobKeeper payments and how banks are going to be treating those, um, people cashing out their, their super and wanting to use that towards funds to complete and deposits. And then the, the most complex layer uh, recently, as you gents would know, would be the um, home builder grant and how how we're going to treat those. So it's it's evolving every day. Um, so it's been tricky on our side because it's hard to sort of let a client know what we, what we can and can't do with them at the moment. So we're getting information sort of every day. Yeah, we found that with real estate when back in March, like you'd go out at nine o'clock in the morning after reading your emails and you'd get all this advice you'd provide it to all your clients and then by 10, 30, 11 o'clock, you're sending out a new email with different information because the first information being sort of overridden with new stuff. In terms of that, like you, you mentioned that the, um, obviously we're starting with the legislation first because that's constantly changing. And then obviously, so the 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 underwriters are all setting their own terms on how they're going to make that work. And then you're trying to just dig out from them, I suppose, because you're not just one product, you're 35 or infinite amount because you're trying to ensure that the client gets the work. So is that then not only you've got the difficulty of understanding what's going on, but then the difficulty then of who's doing what and how? Exactly. So you might have one lender that will um, look at the job keeper, uh, but then another aspect of their, of their policy is not going to suit the customer. So, um, you know, as I mentioned on the last the last time I was on, I predominantly try and get everything funneled in into RAMs. That's, that's how we do operate, hmm. um, and it's the ones that don't fit that that's where we'll start looking at brokering it out to another lender. Um, yep. So I've been trying to keep a, a, abreast of all the changes through the other lenders that I'm accredited with, um, and just taking it one application at a time with with RAMs. One thing I've been wondering about, Andrew, with all this stuff is what what are the repercussions for everybody out there that's been freezing their mortgages and kind of trying to find a balance with that in the uh, in the COVID times? Okay, so if someone had frozen the mortgage um, and then came to me wanting to do something, that's where we'd, we'd sort of come across a bit of a hurdle. So the account needs to be fully up to date when we're doing variation. Um, so the, the sort of advice that's been thrown out there was if you were looking at doing something, do your best not to freeze it. Yep. 
So it's only a real hardship moment to kind of be like, you're really up the creek without your paddle. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, on the, on the flip side, is, you know, if someone does, if they have frozen for three months and just come and say, oh, I want to buy another property. Well, the first trigger is, well, you've, you've been in hardship. So what's going on with your job and your mm. income? Yeah. So would a better option instead of going down the freezing your mortgage path would be coming to see someone like yourself and just seeing if there's a better option to refinance somewhere else to get a better deal? Yeah, definitely. If the if the account's healthy and they've been able to, to manage their um manage their repayments, um, always looking to look at, you know, refinances where we package everything back up. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people out there that might have got their mortgage, you know, ten, fifteen years ago, not really ever looked at it ever again. And there's probably savings and opportunities there just by having a chat, wouldn't you think? Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, a lot of people are stuck on old products. So they might think that the rate is great, uh, but in actual fact, it's, it's probably not, and there would be a better deal out there for them. So can you explain what you, what you mean by variation? So you mentioned that, um, yeah, someone's coming to you for a variation. Are you, do you mean they're looking to refinance? What's, what does that mean specifically, or what's an example of how that would play out? Okay, so a variation would be uh, like, a, let's say a Rams customer, one of my existing customers comes through and says, oh, I've got this personal loan, I want to I want to bundle it in with the, with the home loan. Or they might say, oh, I'm doing a bathroom in the kitchen, I'm going to need 50 grand. So we just make a variation to their loan. Mm. So it's not refinancing it to another lender, it's just increasing the limit to give them an equity release or a cash out. That affects the interest rate, et cetera, by making the variation. Is that how it plays out? No, no. So the product and loan term generally stays the same. Uh, we just increase the limit, which increases the, the loan repayments. Yep. So yep. To, to give you an example of what could be complicated, imagine we've got a, a house worth $500,000. They've got $300,000 worth of equity. Um, but as a, and so technically, they only want to borrow fifty. dollars You could say, look, there's more than enough. However, the problem was is because they claimed hardship and froze their mortgage now, um, mm. then they're going back to say, okay, we're all good. We're starting to pay again. How about we start looking at variation? You say, you're looking going, oh, I'm sorry, hold the phone a minute, but we're not where you need to be because you've changed, you've declared a change of circumstance, even though you may not have. Is that right? Yeah. So, I mean, we haven't had one yet where someone's yep. been, been in the hardship or put in a, in a COVID package. Mm. Uh, but from conversations that I've had, uh, when, when these people do start coming back and trying to do things, they're going to have needed to fix the account back up. Yeah, fair enough. Well, it's like at the moment, yeah. I mean, I'm looking at my, um, uh, I've taken off my um, pers- personal personal insurance, like health insurance. And of course, mm-hmm. uh, in order to get the uh, start reclaiming, I've got to catch up on those old payments again in order to yeah. start making those, re- re- being able to make those claims. Are you like yeah. one of those people out there that have your legs insured or something, John, like Mariah Carey? Uh, no, my, uh, my, my chest here. Ah, excellent. What's, um, what's it been like, um, when, when things first started for you, Andrew, what, how were, how the conversations changed on a daily basis for you at the moment? Uh, all right. So when, when it all first hit the fan, um, we had a few customers that just sort of went into a panic mode and thought this was, this is going to be bad. I need to just put the brakes on and stop what I'm doing. Yep. Um, and then there's been other people that have just been like, what, what is this? Business as usual. It's a funny yeah. kind of balance because that seems to be the general feeling across everything. Like some people just took it so seriously and did all the toilet paper hoarding and kind of 
you know, freezing, still locking all their food. Whereas other people are just kind of like, yeah, whatever, it's pandemic. Like Exactly. We, we just sort of looked at the whole thing and thought, well, what opportunities can we create out of this? What yep. doors are going to open? And, in the, and the first one was, well, people were probably going to want to be refinancing, uh, or, you know, on the other side of it. And then the, the second big door has been this, the first, um, the home buyer build, the, uh, the build grant. And looking at when you consider those opportunities, if they came, are they coming true or are they still um, yet to see? Uh, yeah, so definitely seeing refinances come through um, and the inquiry for um, building has just shot through the roof. It's, it's um, In the, the eight years that we've been doing it, we've not seen inquiry level like this before. Um, according to the newspaper the other day, talking about the building grant, there was that article that you saw as with the land down at Seven Mile Yeah, Beach. did anyone come across that land down as like, um, 83 offers or something on seven blocks of land. I think it was, it was absolute Ooh. chaos, and they were going, yeah. you know, high 400s to yeah. 300s. Like the land release looked amazing, but that's yeah. a lot of offers. But imagine having that land release right at the right time that they're saying, like, oh, if you want to start building, this is the time to yeah. do and it. And like we had one out of Baghdad last week that we had nine offers on. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a little one in Baghdad. So there's been definitely an increase in people interested in land. Which so, I guess that's the aim of a stimulus package like this, isn't it? It's kind of we want everybody out there working again, boom, boom, boom. Like it's kind of working if that's the... Yeah, just hopefully that they meet the criteria and can get the benefits of the grant. Yes, and that's, well, that's where... A, Pat, that's a, that's a really good point that you do make. It's the criteria. Um, and my gut tells me that the criteria will change uh, when this passes through Parliament. Yeah, because... Um, Leggett and I have been talking on and off on the phone over the last two weeks and the fact sheets that come out every couple of days, they seem to have new rules and new regs and yep. uh, what seemed to be good week one is now no longer good week two. So it's been a bit of a confusing one, this builders grant. And to the point where I've been talking to a few of the builders out there that are working in the industry as well as people like Andrew is that you're almost at the point where you've got to tell a first time or a builder or someone that wants to build a brand new home. Yeah. If you get the grant, that's fantastic, but don't rely on the grant as part of the build. So it's like a bonus almost. Yeah. Um, That's one thing I was wondering, like kind of like how do both industries, you guys, Andrew, John, Pat, how do you guys go about providing the best service and advising customers when you can't actually give them rock solid info well that's the problem like in the past as well with like the first home builders grant which used to which still exists but used to be the only one we had it was very clear cut you haven't owned a house before and it's a brand new home yeah you get twenty thousand dollars now there's so up many ups and downs and because it is such a large amount of money forty five thousand dollars it's a lot of risk to tell the purchaser the wrong information and and hope that like you don't get it wrong. So yeah, yeah, that's why uh, when we've been talking to Ronald Young this week, um, yeah, James is from Ronald Young is almost at that point where he said to people, "I just can't guarantee you'll get it. I'll do everything in my power to hope that I can you help it. you get it, but yeah. I can't sit here today and say yes, you'll qualify for it just because you want to build a new house." Yeah. So it's been a little bit of a roller coaster ride. This builders grant. <laughs> You're finding that as well, Andrew. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I've just been telling my customers that we don't have concrete evidence as to how it's going to work. Um, and that once I do have that, that I'll, I can provide that information. Uh, yeah, a thought just came to mind too um, before we'd sort of um, gone those 10. Is it a good 
I suppose, change in consumer behaviour in some respects is it seems to me, Andrew, if you're getting a lot of calls, they're certainly referring to lenders first before they're actually engaging and looking at land. Would that be right? Is it really making sure that the they know what they can borrow yet before they just start making random offers and hoping that it works out? Yeah, generally speaking, that, that's the case. Um, although, a funny story, I have had one recently in the last week where you know, I suggested the best thing to do was to try and get the, the client conditionally approved and then start shopping. Um, get an email on Monday where he signed a house and land package. <laughs> right. <laughs> there are some buyers out there that it doesn't matter what you tell them that once they've made their mind up, they just go for it. Yeah, yeah. No, he saw something on the on Saturday and, and just, just couldn't, to have couldn't it. pass it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that was the same with um, uh, a friend of mine. One of her mates had, um, you know, they had they already had a um, land. Both of them had jobs and well, they had property and then they tried to buy you know a random property out it was like a buckland like a huge uh, huge property yep. and they thought mm -hmm. ah we've got this covered so they just threw down an unconditional offer and then of course then um i thought oh we've, we've got this in hand no trouble at all and the first conversation with the broker saying this ain't gonna happen and they're like oh no oh no <laughs> <laughs> what have we done <laughs> yeah. what happens there well, I mean, the problem is, is that when you've got um, a contract unconditional and you put the deposit down, well, that's when, you know, you're at risk of the default clause in the, you know, standard Tasmanian contract. I'm not talking yep. about anything else at this point, but um, if you are at risk of default, you're at risk of losing your deposit. So they'd sort of gone in blind faith thinking, no, we've got this in no, no, no trouble whatsoever. Um, put, you know, put an offer down, put a deposit down. From I didn't, I don't know much more than the story of that, but fortunately enough, they found a way of getting out. And, you know, sometimes it can be a goodwill of the owner just saying, well, look, I know you made a mistake. Let's move on. We've got other opportunities. But sometimes, you know, um, there can be just a hard fought case to who someone loses money. You know, it's not, it's, it's just unadvisable. Put it that way. I'm putting all <laughs> yeah. your money on red. Like I've got 20 grand. I'm putting it on red. Yeah. And we'll just see what happens. And that's where then, of course, that is, you know, a much more complex structure for loaning because there's a small, you know, there might be a sole trader or um, so there's a little bit more there. They've got to try to get equity. They might not have, you know, someone's changed their work hours. Um, she was pregnant. Um, there's just so much to it where they thought, no, oh, this will be like last time, but it just, you know, wasn't the case. Um, mm. And it makes me think then is it when um, I think, Harking back to your point, Leggett, where where people have obviously taken advantage of different stimulus opportunities, and mm. now they're going to be coming back to you saying, "Okay, now we want life to return back to normal." It might just not be as easy as that. Still, is it could be three to six months before they've got a proven restream of income where they can be conditionally approved. Would that be something that could play out? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely that's something that yeah definitely can play out. Um, there's just there's so many scenarios and so many different things going on um, mm. that, that's different from person to person. Um, some people have just been so um, so terribly affected by COVID and then there's other people that have, you know, were stood down with their jobs but have been redeployed into, you know, other other ventures and they've ended up with more hours and better income. So it, it's hurt some people uh, and it's put other people in a better position. It sounds to me like, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but even though we've got, you know, I, we, we're professionals and people are looking to us for specific advice in the specific field of expertise that we have, but I've never been more uncertain in providing advice than I ever have been before because mm. there's, yep. take that case in point with the block of land with um, uh, the Seven Mile Beach. 
Now, it would seem to me that regardless of the government stimulus, the um, sentiment was that people have just been wanting that, that hectare at Seven Mile for years. And there was people that have just built and they're like, I don't care what it takes, I'm going to buy that block of land. And yep. that release probably would be popular no matter what is happening peripherally around the world because they said that out of, the, I think it was, yeah, it was either eight, nine, 10 blocks out of the 82 offers that received 80 were, that's 80 separate people were from locals. They're all local. Yeah. That was yep. pretty amazing as well. So, and that's where then, you know, like even to our situations, it's just so individually driven specific suburb house unit individual. Um, it's been hard. Like when they look at, so what's been happening? It's like, mm. it's everything's happening all at once in so many different paces that, you know, it's, um, it's been a long time. I, I certainly haven't experienced it to this degree of the, I know the variety of what's happening. You know, I've got no better word for it. It's just, yeah. un, you know, uncertain of this, you know, being specific. It's like, we don't know until we go. Um, I want to say for all the people only listening and not watching on video, John's doing some amazing hand movements um, through the part of this. <laughs> I can't tell if that's when he's starting to flounder that he puts in the, um, the movements to, to sell his story. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess it's that, um, I, but I always do it, you know, no matter if, if I'm face to face, I think it's worse. <laughs> yeah. It's just always movement. I, it's, I suppose I'm just, I'm visually seeing what I'm trying to say and just starts coming out in hand gestures. Um, <laughs> I like it. Hmm. Right. Well, I'm glad we go video. Yeah. Well, I think um, what I've taken away from this morning just seems to be that there was a little bit of nervous energy back in March, but everything seems to be getting a little bit back into to a normal way of life. Is that a fair indication like it? Yeah, it is now, definitely. So as I said, the rate of inquiry is just, it's climbing through the roof. Um, so, you know, I won't lie, I had a very quiet patch there for a, for a couple of weeks, um, but it's bouncing back now. So. Yeah, awesome. So if you're a first-time buyer out there, there are still opportunities by the sound of it. Oh, definitely, yeah. We've got to look at um, everyone's situation you know, on its merit, um, but there's still oh, definitely opportunity. And Rams are still offering um, two grand rebate on the first-time buyers as well, so which it, is handy. It's yeah, like, I, I mean, the, the, fu the fundamentals, if you are looking for advice, haven't changed. It's just, you know, getting getting your paperwork and your history in order so that you can, you know, get that, um, I'll say, deal or get your loan through more effectively and faster. Um, mm. But I guess it's just in this instance, though, then they're probably going to be, you know, they're just throwing out a few more hoops than you would have had to jump through six to 12 months ago, I guess. Yeah, definitely a couple. There's been, a, you know, a few and I've got a few customers now that I, I, I'd call and put them on lay-by. Um, so they're not quite ready now, but yeah. um, just you've just got to explain, you've got to massage a few bits and pieces and, I'll, you know, be in contact with you in four weeks, eight weeks, however long it's going to be. So they're close, but not quite there. I think that's a good point there where, you know, lay-by is just a fun word for it. But what you're really talking <laughs> yeah. about is you're assisting them with a plan because like, hey, guys, uh, we can make this work. Not today. Don't be discouraged. Do what you're doing. Make this couple of changes for the next three months. Come back and we're ready to rock and roll. Um, mm -hmm. So in that instance, then they're not shooting in the dark, hoping they're going to get it to work. They've come to you for and you make these specific moves and we can make this work for you. Um, exactly, John. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to make a specific move now to uh, wrap this little section up. I can tell that Andrew's got some uh, people to go contact uh, for the rest of the day. I do. One and, that uh, sent me. Yeah. yeah. Well, you'll be getting that one very shortly. And some snacks to <laughs> hand out to your daughters as well. <laughs> Sounds good. 
No, we really appreciate your time, mate, and it's always great to have you on. And the next time John's at the dentist, we'll uh, we'll reach out to you because we know that you're uh, you're always good to go on the property pod. <laughs> always, mate. Always happy to come on. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Not a drama. Thanks, guys. So yeah. As a family-run business, First National Real Estate McGregor understands that the property market can be stressful. However, with a strong team in both sales and rentals, we are here to guide you through the property maze. Find out more today at McGregorFN.com. Awesome, that was good. That actually wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. You actually spoke more than I thought you would. I kind of spoke more than I thought I did, but I think I, I got... As little info as I could get in without sounding like an idiot. It's hard to um, drive a conversation when you have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that, I, that's you every I, day. I, I, I do it all the time, man. <laughs> yes, well, we mentioned you. Um, Don't they say just fake it till you make it? Yeah, that's what I've been doing for the last two years working for you, but <laughs> I, oh, I I'm think the, it. the point is, is that um, remember, I got called out every time I spoke about economics in those other episodes. You just sound like you know what you're talking about. And then someone will correct you later. Yeah. So, cool. Or that's they'll right. start to doubt it themselves and think, shit, that's not what I thought it was. Yeah. 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 Well, exactly. we thought this was a good podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were wrong. <laughs> just keep doing it. That's it. You just keep doing it. Hey, it was always for the fun of the podcast for us and the, the learning journey that comes with it. Oh, look, and we laugh every week, except for, yeah. oh, did I, I haven't told you about this one. You know, the, my grandma that comes up all the time on the podcast? Yeah. After we had the one that we didn't feel that good about. And the then economics we, episode. The economics ep- episode. Mm. I was around there for dinner and she's just turned to me. She's like, Aaron, that episode was crap. And oh! Like really geez. emphasized the crapness of it. Jeez, it's bad <laughs> when you get burnt by your own grandmother. <laughs> and so yeah. I went again and like last week and I said, oh, how was, like, I was scared. Like, what if Nan tells me it's crap again? Yeah. I mm. get there and she's just like, no, no, much better. And I was oh, like, oh, just, like, I know she loves the Candy Crush and using the iPad. Don't teach her how to write a, a live blog that can go out there. Oh, She'll start man. reviewing every episode. We'll get trolled by yeah, it. <laughs> no, we love you, Nan, and we love the feedback. It was very, very helpful to know that we knew we were crap, but it stung even deeper to know that you felt it was crap. It was just it was just the point if you know if our podcast was the stock price, that was our lowest lowest jump. Yeah, we we're, had, we're on the incline again. We had a dip. And what I like yeah, about it now dip. is we've got a level to benchmark off. Yes. 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 On yes. a level of ten for fantastic or zero. Aaron's name's crap. Yeah. <laughs> like <Yeah>. that's zero. <laughs> well, we'll find out next week. I'll ask her where this episode sits in the scale and hopefully we haven't flattened the curve too much. All right, gents. Awesome, guys. Thank Thank you you again, Andrew Leggett from Rams. Uh, I'll pop in some info on how you can reach out to Andrew and all the team at Rams. Um, Yeah, always happy to be on the pod. And next week we've got another guest, so that should be good as well. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so we'll keep that a secret just for the people listening. All right, I like that. Join us next week for the secret guest. <laughs> yeah. We need, a, we need a silhouette now of what they might look like, like oh, a, yeah. Alfred Hitchcock kind of style. Um, okay. Well, we can make that work. All right. All right, guys. We need, go. To, we need to go and do some real work. <laughs> See you, guys. Thanks for everyone no, for a good ending on a bad joke. See you. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. You have been listening to The Property Pod, produced and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Real Estate and McGregor First National Propriety Limited. This podcast is general information only and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel and listeners should always seek and use their own investigation into any topic we discuss. 
to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this